0: It's Islanders versus the Capitals in the playoffs and every Islanders podcast and every Capitals podcast are going to have their playoff previews and it's all going to be the same thing. It's going to be a lot of stats. It's going to be a lot of this. It's going to be a lot of that, but you know why you're here. You want to know if Tom Wilson is going to survive the series. Let's dig a little deeper, shall we? Nice was really getting some good right hands in. Gillies is down with Sansom. Somebody better help Sansom. Everyone must be held accountable for their actions. You cannot see your star carried out in a stretcher and do nothing about it. Oh my! Did Mick plant one on C-card? Wow! You can't put a bounty on a man's head. I just did. A spinning, spinning. Who's he going to go after? Welcome back to Coliseum Chronicles, the Penalty Box. I'm your host, Joe Lizito. So uh, here is a rare midweek bonus episode. Um, Figured I would get this one out here because the Islanders are playing the Washington Capitals in the playoffs. So there are a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of Islander podcasts, and I imagine there's a lot of Capitals podcasts out there that are doing their playoff previews and I figured that I would do my own and I would venture to guess though that my playoff preview will be different than any of the other ones. So I am calling this episode, episode 27, not your average playoff preview because of what I'm going to focus on. So if you tuned in here to hear about uh, Corsi or um, shot percentage or Save percentage or uh, entry zone or uh, whatever analytics that you want to uh, discuss or dissect. Well, you definitely came to the wrong show. So um, before we dive into it, as usual, I do have to promote a few things. So bear with me. Um, If you are listening to the show, you are probably familiar with my Twitter accounts. Uh, My personal account is at Joe underscore Lozito. And the account for the show is at Kali Sin Bin Pod. Uh, I ask that you please uh, follow me on both accounts and I will follow you back. Um, you know, nothing uh, nothing too controversial on those accounts. Just a lot of fun, I would think. Uh, on Facebook, the account for the podcast is facebook.com slash Coliseum Chronicles Podcast. Give that a like. It'll keep you updated on stuff that's happening for the show. For instance, this episode was kind of just something that I decided to do um, I don't want to say last minute since the game is Wednesday and this is Monday, but it just occurred to me. Why not? Let's do it. So, um, if you, uh, if you do like the page on Facebook or if you follow me on Twitter, um, you would know that, uh, this bonus content was coming out and you just wouldn't be surprised and caught off guard. But, uh, I digress. Instagram, Joseph underscore Lozito. As I always say, it's a personal Instagram, but it's basically not a personal Instagram. It's uh, basically become my uh, Instagram for the show. So that's Joseph underscore Lozito. As I have been uh, mentioning since it came out, the merchandise, the Coliseum Chronicles, the Penalty Box merchandise, virtual merchandise store, the website is now up and running. Teespring.com slash stores slash Coliseum hyphen Chronicles hyphen merch. You know, I say it all the time. There's something on there for everybody. Uh, I may actually start to create some merchandise for pets. It seems to be a big thing. Uh, Pet owners want to dress their uh, animals up and stuff. I don't know how much uh, I would sell of that now in the summer. But uh, maybe something down the road that uh, that I would look into. Uh, I'm sure your dog would look pretty tough. Uh, in, the, uh, in the dog park around the other dogs with their Coliseum Chronicles little sweater or shirt. I don't know if uh, dog clothes have, uh, have titles, but uh, let's just say it's a dog shirt. I'm sure that you uh, would look like the, the baddest dog in the yard wearing their Coliseum Chronicles shirt. I don't know if cats wear things. They're just so uncooperative, but I, I guess I'll look into that. But definitely check out the uh, Coliseum Chronicles store for your merchandise. And um, like I said, I gave you the website, but you can always click on the link that's in my social media or in the description of this episode that you are listening to. Uh Joe Marisic, the artistic genius behind my logo, you can get Joe at Graphics Joker on Twitter. You can also hit him up at loudegg.com. Um, you know, if you're a regular listener, you know how I feel about Joe. He's a great guy and a great artist. Definitely check him out, get in touch with him, hire him for all your art needs. And of course, the other guys who uh, fall into the same boat as uh, this podcast, uh, Fourth Line Voice podcast with Darren. Uh, Like I said, when I recorded yesterday, uh, it's Mike Brown week. So uh, he did uh, a long form episode of Mike Brown after his uh, short episode a few days ago where he discusses his toughest opponents. Uh, Also check out Darren's YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice YouTube. Uh, Bobby Longgrass, uh, he released a new episode today. Uh, I think it's uh, Dan Fornell, and uh, I don't know because I I haven't gotten up to the interview part yet. I'm listening to Bobby talk to his buddy about uh, betting and uh, a lot of other stuff they were talking about. Made me uh, question a few things about Bobby, but uh, we'll have to discuss that another time, Robert. And uh, Five for Fighting podcast, I believe Alex releasing an episode on Tuesday with Curtis Tidball. Um, He just did his episode with Craig Stahl, which I, I said in the last episode, which was very good. Um, Curtis Tidball, uh, I'm sure, has some pretty good stories, too. I think that's releasing tomorrow, which would be Tuesday, which could be today if you're listening to this on Tuesday. But, you know, you'll figure it out. You should listen to all his episodes anyway. So subscribe to that. Subscribe to Fourth Line Voice. Subscribe to Bucket Drop. And uh, if you're on Facebook, check out Alex Enforcer Appreciation Page. Uh, so I think that is all the plugs that I am ready to give for this one. Uh, Kind of sped through those because this episode's not going to be that long. So I want to get to the nuts and bolts. So this is my playoff preview episode. Islanders versus Washington versus Washington. So obviously everybody's aware that uh, there's a bit of a feud between the two teams. Uh, They've always been, there's always, you know, anytime you play divisional rival, there's always some sort of, uh, uh, you know, undertone of of, uh, violence potentially happening. Probably not so much in the last 10, 15 years, but there's always something lurking under the surface when you play a divisional opponent. Um, And uh, in the last five seasons or so, that is something that you find every time you play the Capitals because there's always a storyline. And that, of course, surrounds Tom Wilson. So uh, basically, to just give you a brief history, about why everybody hates Tom Wilson. In the playoffs in 2014-15, Tom Wilson blindsided uh, Lubomir uh went heavy into the boards, and uh, Lubo basically, not basically, Lubo's career was over. And um, Wilson, uh, you know, he got a minor penalty for charging on the play. No other discipline was handed out by the league. All you people out there who say, well, let the league handle it. Let the league handle this. Suspensions, fines, they're they're just as good as uh, Frontier Justice. Well, in this instance, the league felt that uh, no further discipline was needed. Um, and like I said, Wisnowski's career was over. So this is in the playoffs. And obviously, uh, you don't necessarily dress all your tougher players in the playoffs. Some teams don't dress any of them. Uh, and then the next game, uh, Anders Lee went and fought Tom Wilson, um, Tom Wilson probably got the better of him in the fight, but it's not you know again it's not always about winning and losing it's about showing up and Anders Lee did what a good teammate does and uh, actually Anders Lee and uh, Lubo um, had i don't I guess Lubo doesn't need an agent anymore, but um, they had the same agent that's uh xNHL or Neil sheehy Uh, so obviously I don't think that really plays into it because I'm sure any one of the guys would, would stand up for Visnovsky, but it was just Anders Lee being the leader that he is steps up and fights Wilson. Uh, and then unfortunately the Capitals go on to win the series. So then the Islanders season is over. And then this brings us to the 2015, 16 preseason. And for the younger fans out there that are, you know, say early twenties, mid 20s you missed a really good era of hockey and uh, the preseason for years was used as a proving ground the exhibition games were wars and um, exhibition games were used to settle some scores uh, to establish yourself and uh, to make a name for yourself and in this instance uh, because he's an old school player playing in a new school league in 2015, uh, Eric Bolton was going to exact revenge on Tom Wilson for his uh, misdeed on Lubo visnovsky. So the game took place at the Barclays Center. And uh, about seven minutes in, Wilson came out for a shift. And Bolton actually didn't, he just jumped on the ice. I mean, uh, he, he didn't go out with his regular line. He went out with another line. He jumped on the ice and um, he tried to get Wilson to fight, tried to get him to engage. Wilson wanted no part of it, not, no part of it. And um, Scott Mayfield actually tried to fight him also. And again, Wilson wanted no part of it. Uh, Later in the game, Bolton was penalized uh, for charging against Wilson. But again, Wilson wants no part of him. Nothing materialized. And the game ended. Some of the quotes that I I, uh, want to point out after that game, because obviously, um people that were covering the game knew that uh the islanders may want revenge and uh, i guess when you see the lineups and you see a guy like eric bolton in there a guy who's legitimate tough um you know and can handle his business and is a great teammate and you see tom wilson is dressed it's logical to make that assumption so again tom wilson wanted no part of eric bolton people can say what they want about tom wilson and about how islander fans view him and you know the criticism of him say what you want tom wilson wanted absolutely no part of eric bolton during the game it's there if you watch the video it it was clear as day wanted no part of him so after the game of course the two guys that the media is going to focus on are tom wilson and eric bolton so tom wilson said i thought maybe a change of scenery everybody would have forgot about last year but obviously there was a little bit of hard feelings carried over so Obviously, the hit against Lubo was at the Coliseum, and uh, then the retribution. The first attempt at retribution was, uh, was at Barclays. He also went on to say, I just don't think there's any point in me fighting those guys. I guess he's referring to Bolton and Scott Mayfield. Uh, in reference to Bolton, he didn't play at all last year. He's probably not going to play at all this year. I'm trying to use these preseason games to get ready for the year. I know there's always going to be that physical part of my game, but there's just no need for me to take that guy. Unless he's running around taking advantage of our guys, there's just no reason for me to pay any attention to a guy like that. So that is generally something that uh, I disagree with. I, I, don't, uh, I don't agree with that line of thinking for a few reasons. One, uh, Tom Wilson, he is regarded as one of the tougher players in the league. He's also regarded as one of the dirtier players in the league. And when you play that style and you play on the edge and you play over the edge, you're going to cause some injuries. And when you cause some injuries, the other team is going to want revenge. And if you want to play that style, which I'm all for, go ahead, play, play whatever style you want. You want to play honest, play honest. You want to play dirty, play dirty. But when it comes time to answer the bell, answer the bell. And you don't get to pick which guys on the other side come after you. And if you're Tom Wilson and you've been playing that style your whole career through minor hockey, through juniors, Um, you know who's coming after you. He's not an idiot. And he had to know that Bolton was coming after him. And this is sort of the whole thing where, um, you know, the frontier justice aspect of of hockey that uh, really drew me to the sport when I was younger. But you can't pick and choose who's who's going to come after you and who you're going to fight. When Anders Lee went after Tom Wilson in the playoffs after the, the second game, Tom Wilson had no problem dropping the gloves with Anders Lee. And maybe Tom Wilson or his supporters would say, well, that's a good trade-off for Washington because if Wilson's off for five minutes and Anders Lee's off for five minutes, well, that's a win for for the Capitals because Anders Lee's off for five minutes. And I guess there's some validity to that argument. I would tend to think that Tom Wilson knows that Anders Lee is an easier fight than Eric Bolton and Anders Lee is an easier fight than Scott Mayfield. Um, For the record, I don't think Tom Wilson is afraid of anybody in hockey. I don't. I don't think Tom Wilson... Uh, the days of losing sleep at night, I think, are over in this league. I, there are no more Proberts. There's no more Semenkos. There's no more Clark Gillies. Um, there's no Joe Kosers. There's no Tony Twist. There's nobody that is going to cause anyone to lose sleep. There are some tough players. But I think the days of, of uh, guys on the road the night before a game in Detroit where you know you might have to go face Kosar and Probert. I think those days are over. I don't think Tom Wilson, as much as I hate him and as much as I think he's a punk, for me to sit here and say Tom Wilson is afraid of Eric Bolton, Tom Wilson is afraid of Ross Johnston, I don't think, they're, I don't think he's afraid of them. Do I think that he's smart enough to know that a guy like Eric Bolton would take him to school? Uh, he probably knows that. I mean, I, I think when you do that role... Um, you have to have a certain amount of confidence, but I think for a guy like Wilson, <coughs> excuse me Um At that point in his career Going up against a guy like Bolton at that point in his career uh, Eric Bolton had fought everybody and uh, Eric Bolton was well established at that point And there's nothing that tom wilson was going to throw at eric bolton that eric bolton hadn't seen before So I don't think tom wilson was afraid of him I, I do think tom wilson knows that he would have probably been taken out to the woodshed Um, And I don't think Tom Wilson is afraid of Ross Johnson, although maybe he should be. Um, I don't think he's afraid of Matt Martin. I don't think he's afraid of Scott Mayfield. Uh, I think maybe he has an inflated sense of his worth. And listen, there's, what are there, 31 teams now in the league? 30, uh, 30 of them would like to have Tom Wilson on their team. As much as you despise the guy, the guy can play and he's tough. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's a shithead in terms of his talent level he can play i mean let, let's be honest he plays with ovechkin a lot of the time um he's sadly he's one of the tougher guys in the league and that probably says more about the league than it does tom wilson um but tom wilson could play for any team in this league i think we ha- we all have to admit that and uh part of the reason for that is who I'll, uh, our coach barry trotz uh was a big part of of uh his building him up into the player that he is but just getting back to that game and the post game quotes um Eric Bolton <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing cuz I lo- I love this quote he kept turning me down he wasn't interested he was scared to death now a- after interviewing Eric Bolton and if you didn't listen to that one uh go back and listen to it cuz Bolton was awesome uh, I mean just such a great guest such a great guy um Bolton had to feel like King Kong, but he also had to feel frustrated because you go out there, you try to fight this guy a few times, he wants no part of you. You know, um, you can't be King Kong out there when there's no other, uh, you know, there's no Godzilla out there, you know. So Tom Wilson can run around like a maniac when there's nobody on the other side of the ice to to call him on it. I think it's a little gutless to do that, but uh, if you're going to play the role, play the role every game, no matter who's on there the other side. But you can't really... Uh, dispute what Bolton said because there were a few times he wanted Adam, and Wilson wanted no part of him. Now, part of the issue, and, and uh, this will come into play a little bit later. Barry Trotz, we all love Barry Trotz, and uh, but he was the coach of Washington at this time. And Barry Trotz said, "I knew what the attention, I knew with what the situation was with their veteran player. Obviously, Tom had an impact on that series, and they're trying to send the message back." I actually told Tom to back off. There's no need. I need him to play. I need him to get the ice time. I don't need him to do that right now. So I, I believe that 100%. I do believe that Barry Trotz told Tom Wilson not to fight. Um, in the history of the league, the league is filled with guys who were told not to fight and fought and defended themselves and you know were called onto the carpet by other guys and did it. This is a situation that was an exhibition game It had no bearing on anything. It's not like Bolton went after Tom Wilson in the playoffs and uh, got Wilson ejected from the game. It was an exhibition game. And I understand that Barry Trotz told him not to do it. But like I said, if you're a gunslinger, you do the job. Um, But, you know, again, who am I to say? This is Tom Wilson listening to his coach. So um, I know they played again in that exhibition. And uh, I don't. Think anything happened. No, well, no, nothing happened. I don't know if anything was close to happening. I honestly don't know uh who dressed for that game, who didn't dress for that game. But that was the closest that uh the Islanders had come up to getting revenge at that point uh was Bolton, uh big brothering, basically uh I guess psychologically, Tom Wilson in that uh, that exhibition season. And I know that uh in some games after that, because uh Bolton didn't play a ton with the Islanders, but He managed to get in there against the division rivals. He was always in there against Washington. He still always had Tom Wilson in his sights, and Tom Wilson never wanted any part of him. So, again, I'm not saying Tom Wilson isn't tough. Tom Wilson is very tough. But Tom Wilson had many times to end this and just fight Eric Bolton, and he chose not to each and every time. But then what happens is now, as Islander fans... We still want revenge. And I, and I have to admit, seeing social media ever since uh, yesterday when it was uh, determined that the Islanders were going to play Washington, and seeing social media, and not just on my uh, podcast feed, but on Facebook um, and on, uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, seeing the venom and the hate that Tom Wilson still holds in so many of your hearts, it was touching to me. It actually... It didn't bring a tear to my eye, but almost It almost did because um, If you know me, you know I'm all about being held accountable If you know me, I'm all about retribution I'm all about revenge uh, You know, as Boss Rootin used to say It's not one eye for an eye, it's two eyes for an eye So, um, seeing all this hate Really, really warmed my heart And seeing all of you people call For Ross Johnston to be dressed in this series It really, really it, it, It's so nice to see that even in today's day and age where the hockey is soft, that there's still, even if you're not a fan of, of the physical game, that there's still a piece of some of you that is still hardcore. And, of course, for those of you who are hardcore all the time, you know that we're brothers in arms and sisters and brothers in arms, I guess, in some cases. But, but yeah, it was really nice to see that everybody wants Ross Johnston to be dressed. Part of the issue why we all still want revenge is because this happened five years ago, and we all, as fans, we all feel like we've never seen Tom Wilson pay for what he's done. And I hold the Islanders, I hold some of the Islander players accountable, and I wish that there were some of them that I could ask. um, When you're an enforcer, and, and this isn't me saying this, this is stuff I've heard over the years from actual enforcers, actual tough players, actual men who've done the job if you want to fight a guy and he doesn't want to fight you, you can, you can go about it. One of two ways you can make the guy fight. You, you grab him. you do what you have to do. You embarrass him. You make him fight you or you go after his star players and then you put him in a position where he has to fight. And the fact that a few years went by, uh, where this guy kind of skated around scot free and, and didn't have to worry about anything. It kind of bothered me a lot. And, um, Actually, the the first time, it seems like really after um, the whole thing with Bolton and and a few other times where maybe something was close to happening, but really not that close, um, was in March of 2018. And that was when we saw Ross Johnston. Ross Johnston, it was a second game of a back-to-back. First game was at Barclays. And I believe they had come together face-to-face. Nothing happened. Uh, And then the second night they were at uh, Washington. I'm going to call it the cap center. I don't know what the new arena is called, but uh, I'm going to call it the cap center. And um, they came up along the boards. Ross, you know, had words with them. The play went up, came back. Ross was looking the other way. And of course, Tom Wilson hits him while he's not looking. Uh, Ross gets up. They get kind of tangled. Wilson goes to skate away. Ross grabs him. And you got this monster grabbing you and you're supposed to be a tough player, drop your gloves. You know why he's grabbing you. Drop your gloves, fight him, and it's over. Just drop your fucking gloves. You're you're an enforcer. There's the other team's enforcer challenging you. It's a guy trying to establish himself and get retribution in the same time. Drop your gloves, have the fight, it's over. But, of course, Tom Wilson starts looking around for the officials, doesn't drop his glove right away. Uh, drop his gloves right away he drops one glove starts to get tangled up and then while they're tied up He drops his other glove and he throws throws a couple of punches. It doesn't it doesn't really do anything um actual fight Not much of anything it, it it the what it served was the fact that It was ross johnston basically telling tom wilson uh, there's a new sheriff in town here and um you're not going to get away with stuff like you used to. And uh, I guess as, as long as I'm playing here, I'm going to hold you accountable. So get used to it. And, of course, when the when the fight was over and they, uh, Ross was brought to the bench, I guess because the runway is behind the bench, Tom Wilson gets up, I guess, to save face, and he's, like, waving goodbye to Ross Johnson for the crowd. And, you know, I, like I said, it was probably just trying to save some face because while it wasn't much of a fight, you know, Wilson didn't look that great. You could tell he was hesitant. He didn't want to do it. Um, and Ross received a 2-5-10 and a game. So not much damage done. Maybe Wilson looked like he might have cut his lip. But nothing serious. It was just uh, him crying in the penalty box, I guess, when he got some penalties because uh, he said it was bullshit. I guess he didn't think he did anything, which, you know, he, he didn't want to fight in the beginning. You know, this is uh, Tom Wilson. He's the opportunist. He will readily drop the gloves against most players in the league. And then he's hesitant to do it against some of the other guys. And Ross Johnson was one of them on this night. Which brings us to this season. And it was sort of a little innocuous play. Um, Game, I believe, was at the Coliseum. And um, Wilson laid out uh, Casey Zizekas. What I remember was it didn't look clean, but it actually was a clean hit. I guess it was just the way Zizekas fell. And Matt Martin came right in and grabbed Tom Wilson. But then who comes in and grabs Matt Martin? Radko Gudis. So you're thinking, hey, the Caps have one of the dirtiest players in the league, Tom Wilson. And the Caps go, wait a second. We can top that. We're going to get Radko Gudis, a bigger asshole, um, on the ice. Radko Gudis could be a cool guy off the ice. I don't know anything about him. I'm strictly talking on the ice. A bigger asshole on the ice than Tom Wilson to play. So we have these two shitheads on the ice at the same time, which, you know, is a, is a ploy. Obviously it's a ploy. Um, and Radko Gudas steps in and grabs Matt Martin. Now no, there are no fights, but if there was any hope for a Matt Martin, uh, Tom Wilson fight, um, that was kind of thwarted by Radko Gudis stepping in. Now again, with Tom Wilson, have fought Matt Martin. Well, before you say no, they have fought three times. Uh, twice while uh, Matt was a member of the Islanders and once while he was a member of Toronto. Um, two good boys from Ontario. Uh, well, Wilson, I wouldn't say he's a good boy, but they they fought three times already. There's no, neither one of them are afraid of the other. Um, I, I think, you know, Wilson, who knows? I, I think Wilson probably looks at the lineup of the opponent for most games and probably feels like he's King Kong because he can go out there against 95% of the league and run around and nobody's going to do anything. And the Islanders are one of the teams where he might actually have to uh, defend somebody or defend himself. And uh, But when Martin grabbed him, there was no reason for Goodis to jump in because they fought already. It's not like Probert grabbed them, and that's nothing against Matt Martin. Um, Matt Martin and Tom Wilson is a good matchup. And they, like I said, they fought three times already. A fourth time wouldn't hurt anybody. Hopefully Wilson, but uh, it wouldn't hurt anybody. So, um, what that brings me to is this. Okay, as I said, uh, in the last twenty-four hours on social media, I hear, I see a lot of people calling for Ross Wilson to dress in this series, and I actually have received so many messages and a lot of texts from people saying they got to dress Ross. They got to dress Ross in the series. They ha- he got to get Wilson. They got to get Wilson. And uh, man, there's nobody that wants Ross Johnston dressed more than me. Um, obviously that's not true. I'm sure Ross Johnston wants to be dressed more than uh, I want him to be dressed, but I just don't see it happening. I honestly don't. Um, I don't see Barry Trotz dressing Ross Johnston in a playoff series. Um to get tom wilson And that's not a knock on ross. I have been touting ross johnston Uh since I started the show publicly and obviously on twitter before I started the show uh, I love ross johnston. I think ross johnston can play hockey. I think he could take a regular shift um, unfortunately I compare him to tom wilson in the fact that uh, they both have skill and barry trotz was um, tom wilson's coach as he was developing into a pro, just as he's Ross Johnston's coach now, as he's developing into a pro. So I don't think there's any reason why Ross Johnston can't develop into a player like Tom Wilson, especially with Barry Trotz, uh, you know, guiding him. There, there's no reason. Ross Johnston has skill. Um, and all you people who are calling for him to play now because you want him to beat up Tom Wilson, but during the regular season you don't want him to play, you're all assholes. The guy can play, okay? You're not his size. You're not a professional player. I do think Ross Johnston can play, and I do think Ross Johnston is going to be a better player than he is now because I think when you're a guy that size, I think it takes you a little longer to adjust. But Ross Johnston has good hands, um, and Ross Johnston is not a bad skater, and he can play at this level, and he should be an everyday player, in my opinion. I just don't... Listen, in the first, first round, in the first two games against Florida, that Matheson, Mike Matheson is his name, ran around, and everybody wanted Ross Johnston to play in game two to get him, and then everybody wanted Ross Johnston to play in game three to get him. And this was current. This was stuff that was literally going on in the series, and Barry did not dress Ross Johnston to go handle Matheson. I just don't see a scenario where Barry dresses Ross Johnston to start, anyway, to start game one, um, for a, a five year old grudge against a player where he was on the other side. The, the relationship between coaches and players, I think it goes, you can have one of three ways. You can have absolute complete hatred, uh, you can have just, uh, hey, he's just another coach, hey, he's just another player. Or you can have it where there's actual love there. And I can absolutely 100% see Barry Trotz loving Tom Wilson. And I, I, if Tom Wilson doesn't love Barry Trotz, then he's got rocks in his head. Because Barry Trotz is very responsible for any success that Tom Wilson has. And I think even Tom Wilson would admit that. Um, I, I, just, I think all of this stuff comes into play when you're thinking about Ross Johnston playing in this series against Tom Wilson. I would love Ross Johnson to play in the series and establish himself and kind of act as a deterrent so that uh, Tom Wilson doesn't act like an asshole. I just, I don't, I don't know if Barry's going to dress him and I, I don't have hope for that. Um, but I hope I'm wrong. I mean, listen, if my track record is any indication, Ross will dress and probably start game one on Wednesday because I'm wrong so often. And I hope I'm wrong on this one. Um, I just, I can't sit here and get my hopes up thinking that when I turn the game on or when I I go on Twitter five minutes before game time that I'm going to see Ross Johnston in the lineup. I just don't see it, but I would love it. Like just, uh, you know, Ross, if you're listening to this, I love you, man. I love the job you do. I hope you're in there. Um, I just don't see it happening. I don't see Barry dressing him. What I would settle for is the Islanders jumping out to a 3-0 series lead? And then if you want to dress Ross and have him throw Tom Wilson around, I'd be okay with that. Um, I, again, I don't, I don't see that happening. I just, I can't see a scenario where Barry dresses Ross, um, except, except if Wilson starts running around in game one or game two and is out of control. And if nobody... Uh, calls him on it, which of course someone would call him on it. I mean Matt Martin Scott Mayfield those guys will definitely uh, Handle handle Wilson. They'll they'll call him on it They'll hold him accountable um, You know, I mean Ross is a super heavyweight And if there was a guy in the team that I would love to see punch Tom Wilson square in the jaw, it's Ross Johnston um, but like i said i, I don't i don't want to extinguish all the all the fire inside of all you all you guys and girls listening that you want Ross to play uh i just want you to uh have guarded enthusiasm for it because i'm 49 years old i've been through the scenario plenty of times where i hoped guys would play and uh and then they don't so um my prediction is that Ross Johnston probably does not see any time in the series. And I fucking hope that I am wrong. I hope that Ross Johnston starts on Wednesday. I hope I see big number 32 out there on Wednesday, uh, starting the game, laying guys out and uh, establishing his physical presence out there. Um, I just, in NHL 2020, NHL playoffs 2020, I'm not that confident in it, but fuck, do I hope I'm wrong? um I gotta hope I'm wrong. I would love to see Ro- Ross Johnston go in there and tune up Tom Wilson, score a few goals, and uh, you know, be the guy patting everyone on the ass with a stick after their fourth win in the series. But um, anyway, what I'm gonna do is what you're gonna do. We're gonna wait and see uh hope that the boys are in there hope that uh, number 32 is in there I, i'm fairly confident number 17 and number 24 are going to be in there so um i just want to wish all the boys all the boys in blue and orange good luck um and uh, this is going to be a tough series uh and i think it's going to bring out the best in the islanders i think it is uh i think uh washington you know their washington islanders is a rivalry as, as much of a rivalry as you can have these days. Uh, and I think Washington is going to bring out the best in this team, and I predict Islanders win in seven. Um, so that is my guess. Islanders win in seven. Again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they win in four. But uh, Islanders win in seven games. This is the best-case scenario. Islanders win in four games. Ross Johnston grabs Tom Wilson, speed bags him. And um, then we just wait till the next round and see who they play. But I will settle for Islanders winning in seven. I'll settle for Islanders winning in any game. And um, I guess that's about it. Now I'm just, uh, I'm just wasting time. But if there are any current Islanders or Islanders staff listening, good luck, boys. Um, You know, you got this. And uh, if any of the three physical players in the Islanders are listening, Scott Mayfield, Matt Martin, Ross Johnston, Your efforts do not go unnoticed. There are still fans out here like myself who appreciate everything you do out there for the team, for your teammates. And uh, please don't ever change. And uh, for everybody, enjoy the series and um, have a great day, everybody.